Hey guys, this is Darshan Mumaya. And this is Naman Shah. And today we have, we have with us Mr. Ratan Shah on our third episode of our series Casting Commerce. Penny is a fintech startup that helps you save and invest the spare change of every transaction. We all shop goods online and avail services online. And that's when we link our ba- bank accounts to the, to the transaction. How to make this experience a little bit more fruitful? And that's why we have Mr. Ratan Shah with us here today. So, uh, hello, sir. Uh, like, uh, just a little bit introduction about you. Uh, we got to know that uh, you're a graduate from Bits Pilani and, you know, you have a lot of interest in the field of entrepreneurship and the field of finance. So, and apart from that, uh, I did a little bit of stalking and I came to know that you like, uh, you know, stand-up comedy, you like traveling a lot. And uh, like, so like, it's really good to, you know, uh, ha- like ha- uh, get on a conversation with you on your startup. Like uh, you're a really versatile person. And so like, we're really happy to uh, have you, sir. And thanks a lot for joining us. So um, yeah, thank you so much. Uh, Dar- first of all, Darshan and Naman, uh, thanks so much for, uh, you know, inviting me over to this uh, exciting podcast, um, Casting Commerce and uh, really, um, you know, excited to speak about the journey and, and, you know, share whatever I can from whatever little uh, things that, that we've done so far. Sure. So we all know, like all our listeners know the central idea of what Spenny does, uh, you know, investing the spare change and uh, like they invest in, an, in a mutual fund. So can you just, you know, uh, like uh, speak a little bit more about uh, how, how did Spenny evolve? Like how did this whole idea evolve and how did you come yeah. up with this in the overview of the startup? Yeah, uh, absolutely, man. Uh, happy to. So basically, um, I think it all started back when um, I was sort of, um, I used to work as an, uh, as an investment banking analyst at JP Morgan. Um, and during that was the time when I, when I realized and noticed that a lot of, you know, friends and family members would keep asking us, you know, where should we invest, you know, uh, where should we save, how should we save, how, where should we invest, etc. Um, and there was a consistent pattern with Devla. Um, I got to know eventually that basically all the people, like especially young people between, you know, the ages 22 and 38, like people who are just getting, getting out of the university and getting into the first job, et cetera. These kind of people, um, the thing is uh, they don't have a lot of knowledge um, or, or we don't have a lot of time to do the research as to where to do the investments. Um, and oftentimes at the beginning of your career, you also don't have like a large amount of money to begin investments with. So those are the top three problems, you know, not a lot of knowledge, not a lot of time and not a lot of money to begin with. Now, when you couple that with the existing things, which is that today in the market, if you go, um, you keep on hearing that mutual funds, uh, sahi hai. Uh, but the fact is when you actually go to any sort of mutual fund website, uh, there are like 2000 mutual funds listed, you know, uh, and, and you got to tell yourself like 2000 mutual funds can't be sahi hai all at the same time, you know? So, uh, I mean, that's, uh, there is this overwhelming uh, pressure of doing the research and making the right choice of where to invest. Um, and, and therefore, because of this whole inertia, people actually don't end up investing and rather like most people just keep their bank uh, money in their bank accounts, you know, like, like majority of the people just have the money lying in the bank savings bank account. Nothing uh, is happening about that. So the idea was to make it very simple and very fast. Um, the idea was to get um, get an idea where, where where we sort of attract the youngsters, um, yeah, you know, the young generation, like our kind of generation who spends a lot um, generally digitally, um, you know, pretty much through their cards or pretty much um, using UPI apps, etc. 
so the idea was that to 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 you know help these kind of uh, this population uh, you know invest faster quicker um, you know easier um, and and take the take the decision you know process away from them um, you know make it as simple as possible so that was the base concept or the idea from which we where we evolved uh, eventually right now our present idea um, is that every time a user like every time someone does any digital transaction whether it's through the debit card or credit card or any of the upi apps including google pay phone pay paytm etc uh, or or even net banking basically when you do any digital transaction we round up the amount to the nearest 10 rupees and we invest it for the user automatically into a diversified portfolio um, that is the that's the basic uh, sort of the idea right now and and so far we have now expanded to you know more savings uh, more ways of uh, sips and savings goals etc so that we can help help more savings and investors so like since you told about users right so i'm a user consider me to be a user and uh, i i spend rupees 16 just for uh, for say spend 16 rupees then what do you do with the rest 4 rupees like if you tell it nearest tens it would be 20 right so the rest 4 rupees gets invested so now i have on my phone i'm buying something and i use a new pi app or i use debit card and from there on yeah. how just how does penny take me through yeah yeah um yeah so uh, actually let me walk you through the let me walk you through the entire process on the on the user side you know uh, so the first step is that you sort of download the product um it's an app so you you install the app on your phone uh, and the second step is is that you link your um link your bank account with us um and that can be just one savings bank account or any any particular bank account uh, that you link with us uh, once you've done that uh that's that's all you need to do no more steps uh after that you can just go out into the real world and live your normal life you don't need to open the spenny app at all actually um and then you um you know you go out and and then you start sort of using um uh go, go out to a cafe you use your debit card or you do an amazon uh you know uh, sort of a booking uh, sorry a purchase amazon purchase uh using your upi app or you book a cab etc when you do any of these digital transactions um you your after you've done the transaction you will get a message of confirmation from the bank and once you receive a message of confirmation that's where spenny gets to know that you've done a transaction so we pick pick that message up from your phone we get to know about the amount we round it up to the nearest 10 rupees so let's say if you went to starbucks and 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 you bought like a coffee worth 273 rupees then we round it up to 280 and this difference of 7 rupee um is sort of you know debited from your account which you'd link with us in step 2 um and that money flows from your account directly into the fund house where the money money is invested right so i get the idea and uh, you know i also understood that you put into the uh, like you uh, i'm assuming that uh, you put into icici mutual fund right the so like yeah. why was that taken i mean like why did you choose icici and not something else uh Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. That's a that's a fair question. So we um, to decide where we wanted to invest in, we first did a lot of survey. Uh, in fact, we we spoke with a lot of customers. Uh, we wanted to understand what the customer requires their money to be uh, saved or or invested in. Um, like not by like straight away asking them where you want to invest, but more like understanding what is your use case, what's your average income, how and how. frequently do do you withdraw money or do you want to keep it for the long term etc etc so based on all these factors um we came up with 
uh, we realized that what we need to do is to come up with like um, uh, come up with three buckets um, 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 a low risk portfolio a medium risk portfolio and a high risk portfolio that was the that was the intention um, and also have something else like like a uh, like in proper physical assets like gold that that the user can also invest in so in total we want to have like um, three or four options uh, and not more than that so the idea is that we'll have like gold um, a medium risk portfolio um, a low risk portfolio and a high risk portfolio these four as the as the options for the user now um, currently we started with icici because obviously we can't start with all the four immediately uh, so we said you know that's we follow like the lean methodology where we just want to get started with one get feedback and then add another and then add another etc so to begin with the the idea was we'll start with the low uh, low risk profile um, and so for for low risk um, the ICICI's current mutual fund, like the, the uh, liquid prudential fund that we invest in, is one of the best uh, out there in the market. In fact, it's a, and oh, if you check the returns over the last seven years, uh, sorry, the five years since the fund has been existing, it's the highest out there in the market. Um, so it was like an obvious choice. And then after that, we just had to speak with them, set up an agreement. And ICICI being uh, such a such a ubiquitous name in the Indian market, they're a trusted name, so there's nothing to be fishy about. So yeah, that's how we decided to, we wanted to start with the ICICI one first. Okay, got it, got it. So uh, like how you told, uh, you you want to have different portfolios, right? Like a low risk profile, a high risk one like that. So since it is, uh, since your idea is so well established, and that's the reason I think your dream of getting onto the Y Combinator uh, backed up star, uh, fintech startups, so you, you got, you know, you got that opportunity and people assume it to be one of, it's too prestigious to be on, uh, on that platform. Right. So how do you feel, you know, that being a dream and then coming it to a reality today? <laughs> um, I feel like, first of all, there are a lot of, uh, um, I'd say, uh, myths around, around the whole, uh, YC thing, which, uh, which are not really true. Um, so for example, one of the myth is that, um, as you mentioned that your idea has to be, um, you know, very well established, uh, for you to get into Y Combinator, etc. Um, which I seriously think is not the case. Um, and I'll tell you why, because as a startup, I mean, inherently, uh, you are never, uh, stable or in the sense, you're not, you, you're never at a level where, you know, everything is. Um, sorted out or you have all the answers that's never going to be the case so uh, and especially in the early stages um, your idea probably changes way more i mean um, I, there are significant pivots uh, you know almost every month uh, almost every quarter etc uh, for a product especially in the early stages so uh, i wouldn't say that the idea was very well established which is why we got into yc uh, yc inherently when when it sort of takes startups it's not actually looking for like established uh, uh, ideas. What it's looking for is a couple of things. One is that, uh, first of all, in whatever field that you've chosen to be in, um, how how quickly do you uh, execute? That's that's one of the that's one of the biggest factors. So basically, your idea may not be great, but if your execution is a one, um, in the sense that you know you were quickly able to get up uh, from your uh, transform your product from just an on paper concept to an actual reality. Uh, and in, in a very, very short frame of time, using very little money, that is what YC is actually looking for. Uh, you know, they want you to be on your toes. And that's number one. And the second biggest thing that they look for is uh, how deeply do you know 
uh, your industry in the sense that you should know every single metric out there. Uh, you know, like if um, if you have hundred customers, it doesn't matter if you have hundred customers or or a thousand customers. The first thing that YC looks at is the speed of execution, uh, in the sense that how well and how quickly you execute. So that's one. And the second thing uh, that YC really looks at is how well do you know your numbers, in the sense the industry numbers, your product numbers, etc., your traction numbers, etc. So it doesn't matter if you have a, if you have too many customers, uh, even if you don't have too many customers, like you may have just hundred users at the moment, that's fine. But for those hundred users, you should know every single number, um, you know, thoroughly at the, on your fingertips. Like, um, you know, how many people did come in? What was the funnel, funnel conversion ratio? And what was how many people actually stayed? What was the retention rate? Why, um, if they left, why? If they if they're staying, why? Etc. So you need to know those answers, and you should have thought through those things. So that that's the that's the top two things that um, uh, that YC looks at, um, and I think that is apart from uh, the other obvious factor, which is the founders themselves, um, because as as uh, if you if you look at from YC's perspective, uh, a lot of YC startups actually change their idea after they get into YC. You know, uh, a lot of lot of uh, um, you know they change they completely change the idea, they change their customers, they change their business. Uh, so many pivots happen. Uh, but the one thing which remains constant is um, are the founders basically, uh, and so what they what YC is looking for is that is this the right founder to put the money on, um, you know because um, because that's the one constant which is going to be, be there. Everything else is variable. The market will change, the situation will change, the idea will change, etc. Um, you know, uh, but the one thing which is common is the founders. So that's that's another thing that they bet on. Wow. So they bet on the like not bet I would say but they actually invest on the person rather than investing on the idea. Like is that what you're saying? Yes. Yeah. I would. I would. I, I would argue so. Yes. Definitely. Uh, especially the early uh, in the more early stages. Um, you know the founders are way more important because you really don't have a, like a sustainable business right now. You really don't have like a like a you know like a million users right now. Uh, all you have is yourself, and you've got to market yourself well. So, yeah, I think that's what every like uh, I've actually read uh, read about this a lot. Ki, uh, they actually whenever uh, whenever a VC or you know an angel investor is investing in your startup, like they do look at the revenue, but then uh, they actually look at the founder and look uh, you know they look at his passion, they look at his like uh, his dedication. So uh, I feel like in a, when when you start up, like oh, those are the things which are more important than how many users you have, how much revenue. Have you, you know, got in the past, uh, you know, one year or so? So I, I think, uh, like, it's very important for a founder to be dedicated and, you know, get, like, fully into the startup. And only then a person will, some like, VC will invest in you. That is true. I agree, 100%. I mean, uh, it's the people which are at the center of it. I mean, in fact, you have, like, live examples right now unfolding in front of us. Like, uh, during this pandemic, so many businesses... Um, you know, forget about early stage startups. I mean, we, we all know that early stage startups have to pivot or have to cope up with so radical situations very, very quickly. But even companies like Airbnb, Airbnb was supposed to IPO uh, this year. They were so close to, um, you know, filing their IPO. And then the pandemic hit and Airbnb yeah. literally depends on, uh, you know, this kind of business. And they had to, you know, um, I mean, the whole bit, the, literally the business standstill, uh, went into a standstill, you know. Um, when the when the pandemic hit, um, but credits to like like the way the founders like Brian Chesky 
um, and all the and the entire team, the way they managed or they steered through, such that today, as in today, as in in September 2020, they have more revenues uh, in September 2020 as opposed to in September 20, uh, 2019. So that is like year-to-date revenue is now higher with half a year of a pandemic. Now that is because they managed to do something. They managed to pull it off, grab it out of the head somehow. So and and I think that is that is credits to how the founders you know take steer that ship. So I I feel like yeah, definitely very important. Amazing, amazing. And uh, you know, speaking of founders, speaking about you, uh, you come from uh, the background of bits, right? I mean, like we we have bits tag associated with us. So uh, like, can you just you know throw some light upon how this bits bits tag has helped you in your journey and. Uh, like uh, I saw, and you were the president of the entrepreneurship uh, club, you know, which was, uh, yeah. yeah. So, like, w- what was your journey like? And like, uh, you know, since the very beginning, you were uh, focused on entrepreneurship. So, how did this b- bitch tag help you? Yeah, um, right. So, I, I think um, I believe whatever I mean as a person, uh, my whole entrepreneurial drive and and sort of giving wings to wings to this dream. Um, actually everything, all of those things started in bits. Um, I was in bits go up. So, um, I remember, you know, like my first, uh, you know, when we have the orientation day, uh, when, when the new students come in and, uh, and there's a club, a club and a department orientation day, when, when, you know, all the different clubs and departments tell us about in the Audi, uh, they tell us, they tell the students about, about what uh, the clubs and departments are and then mm-hmm. apply for inductions, etc. I, I still remember sales, uh, uh, sort of sales, uh, this thing, uh, you know, the orientation and I, and, and I had decided like, you know, that was the day when I, when I thought, you know, I have to, I have to get into sell uh, because, because that's the time when I had started thinking about, you know, um, entrepreneurship and I really wanted to start up one day. Um, that was always my dream. And so, um, yeah, I mean, I think, um, right from day one, which is that like bits provided us with a framework where, where they can, you know, in, in like a sort of a safe way, because we're still in college, but you had the, you had the time and the energy and the resources to play around with startups. And, you know, um, I got a chance to, uh, intern at one of the startups, which was started by a bits Goa founder in, in, uh, when I was in my first year, it was called top talent. Um, and it is run by Varun Deshpande, who is currently running, uh, Sequoia back surge, uh, sorry, Sequoia back Nuo, um, you know, the Bitcoin exchange. So, um, amazing, amazing guy. Um, and I got to learn, um, quite a lot from him and then, you know, took my learnings from there, tried to start a couple of ventures while on college, um, with, with, with a few friends, um, didn't really go well, but we got to know, learn so much. Uh, and I mean, at that time we were just having fun. Like the idea was just, you know, we, we were trying to apply to B school competitions and we were just going there. We were applying, we were going there, we were having fun, et cetera. Uh, in fact, one, one of, one of that, uh, one of those chances led us to, you know, Dubai as well. And it was just, you know, uh, pure fun, but then those things really helped, uh, later on, um, significantly. And then my, my first startup, which like my first proper startup, which was called RecoPro, was something that. Uh, sort of started during the uh, during what we have uh, known as the NVC, which is New Venture Creation Course, uh, back on okay. back on campus. So we, we yes, with Midula Ma'am, yeah, exactly. So we had our first uh, like Reco Pro started as a as a product of that. Um, and although 
we didn't continue it right away after college. So after college, me and my other founders, uh, my other other co-founders, uh, all of us went different ways. Uh, but then eventually, um, you know, after after doing like a couple of years of job in JP Morgan, I decided to quit my job and I start, started Recovero once again. So yeah, um, I literally the first startup started at Bits. So it has it has definitely helped um, helped a long way. Um, one of one recent example um, of you know the Bits community as as a whole. Like this was apart from the university, yes, but the Bitsin community in itself is also very pro entrepreneurship uh, and how it helps. It's it's crazy because um, I was uh, before before starting like just about when when I was starting Spenny, um, we were actually. Uh, you know, I was about to go to a, to a business school, actually, um, I was about to go to INSEAD and I, um, you know, decided to skip MBA, but I wanted to get into entrepreneur first, which was an accelerator in Singapore. Uh, and, um, the, the person who referred me there, um, was Sahil, Sahil Tapiawala, also from Bits Goa. Um, and he himself had been a founder who had gone through the EF program. So I reached out to Sahil and Sahil immediately put me with the right people at, it, at EF Singapore, I, you know, gave the interviews and eventually got in. Um, but like there is a Bitsin who has a direct hand in today, what we, we are today that, that we are, what position we are at. So, yeah, I mean, literally every step of the way, um, you know, that has been a great network to have. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, to, I, I totally agree with you. I mean, just to give an example of what happened recently, a student required some funds, like, I mean, seven lakhs or so. And the Bitsin community stood for her and then they just collected seven lakhs in a span of 48 hours. So I think the Bitsin community, our Bitsin community is very strong and I mean, really hats off to everybody. That's amazing. Man. That's a, yeah. I mean, that's amazing. I've, uh, I've seen that happen like in front of me. So yeah, I mean, I, I totally understand. That's great. So, you know, like when you talk about the journey of an entrepreneur, like I think, I think you're still evolving, right? Like it's, it's somewhere in midway. And uh, when you spoke of Airbnb, you know, it's well established and all of that today, but when the pandemic hit, it just had, uh, it just had a, you know, it was just close to being in an IPO, but it couldn't because of all of this. So when, mm-hmm. uh, when, when we see Spenny, uh, I think digital payments is something that is the most important, uh, you know, the whole framework is around that. So considering the pandemic, everything has gone digital. So do you feel mm-hmm. this to be a plus point in the change of trend at an even more faster rate? Yeah. Um, first of all, when you said that, uh, you know, um, we went, um, like we were in the middle of our entrepreneurial journey. I think, um, I mean, we are still beginning. I mean, it's not even like literally, literally just the first step. I mean, we are so young into this and there's so much more to do and so long to go. I mean, we're just getting started, uh, you know, and, and yeah, so that's, that's, I think where we are at and coming to the digital uh, journey part, uh, sorry, digital payments, hundred uh, percent. I think uh, not just the fact that there is a pandemic, but ever since 2016, which is when demonetization happened back in November, uh, 2016, November, December, 2016, um, you know, the peop- India has started moving um, digital. India started moving online uh, and more so because, uh, because of the, because of the entire UPI network. Uh, 2017 and 18 saw the rise of so many UPI apps and, and people moving, uh, people doing like normal day-to-day transactions online. Uh, and in 19 and 20, uh, what has now ha- effectively happened is that there are more payments being done 
you know, using uh, on the UPI apps, you know, using Beam and Google Pay, Phone Pay, etc., um, as opposed to uh, on debit cards or credit cards. So, a hundred percent. I mean, all of these, like the the the, uh, the pandemic, uh, the demonetization, etc., everything is a push um, for for people to start using the digital payments. Um, no question about it at all. Amazing. And I hope like this, this pandemic will, you know, surely benefit your startup. So like, uh, that's one great thing. Uh, and like, I, I had a question, I, I did a little bit of a, a little stalking and we came to know that you are like, you, you like to travel a lot. You like to do uh, things apart from, you know, entrepreneurship, like playing tabla, doing stand up. So yeah, you know, you're in a like whole, whole like whole uh, holistic person and you, you do a lot of stuff apart, apart from the work. So uh, how do you think all this has helped you in your professional life and uh, like grow, grow as well? Yeah. yeah um, I mean, I think that's a, it's a funny story because <laughs> it, um, I mean, so, so the whole thing was, uh, uh, it was actually because in, in 2017, I think, yeah, 2017, I graduated out of bits from, uh, uh, I graduated out of bits in 15. And then from 15 to 17, I was with JP Morgan. Uh, in 17, I quit my job to to sort of you know start my uh, uh, like restart sort of my company like Opro, um, and so and it was going like, uh, ran you know worked with uh, uh, with great people there at Rec Opro for like a couple of years, and and in late 2018-ish um, was when I sort of uh, decided that you know I really want to explore something else uh, beyond Rec Opro. And that was the time when I really started questioning everything. And I, you know, it's the, uh, it's a stereotypical quarter life crisis that properly hit me. And I was like, you know, I was in the middle of, uh, it, it felt like I, I wasn't sure anymore. Like, what do I really want to do with my life? Uh, and like, what is it that I actually want to pursue? Or what is it that I actually want to gain out of life? And so I was, it was a big question mark at that time. Uh, and so I realized that I have many different interests. Um, and I really, uh, and there are things beyond startups that, that I, uh, that I uh, really, you know, I'm um, attracted to as well. Uh, and I wanted to explore those things. Like I at least wanted to try those things. Um, if not for anything, at least for the fact that okay, at 45 or at 50, I don't want to have the regret that, oh, maybe I didn't try something and maybe I could have done something else. You know, I didn't want to have that regret. And I really wanted to be sure about what the next step was going to be. Um, and so I, I took about literally about eight or nine months um, out of like I, I did not work on anything uh, for about eight or nine months um, but uh, what I did was that for the next th these eight or nine months I sort of divided every month if, um, I, I dedicated one month to, to doing one particular thing uh, or an activity so uh, you know so for one month was travel blogging so I wanted to I wrote the wrote the travel blogs I put up the I put up the blogs etc um, the uh, one month was was dedicated to like stand-up comedy and I really wanted to explore that entire art, art form so I uh, you know I wrote comedy I went up on stage I did I did uh, lots of um, uh, open mic gigs um, you know I performed stand-up comedy at, at many various places um, so those are the things that I that I did in like one month and another month I had always been training for tabla or all, all through my life ever since I was like six years old or something so uh, I was very close to music in that sense. Uh, and I wanted to explore that angle. So for one month, I dedicated myself to just doing music. Uh, you know, I uh, created covers and I, and I explored um, 
uh, other different forms of music like like you know uh, body percussion and a lot of other interesting stuff which is like body percussion is like you know creating music without the use of instruments just using your body uh, so those are the kind of various different ex- experiments so that that whole like 8 10 months was an experimental phase in my life where i was just trying to figure out myself um, and figure out what i really want to do what my um, you know profession could be etc um, and during those times i realized i i think i really understood a lot about myself um you know i i discovered like i had a lot of confusion and i had a lot of like you know like what do i really want to do all a question uh, in in my in my head and during those 8 10 years uh, so 8 10 months by doing things i actually clarified you know i got to know what i'm good at why i got to know what i'm not good at um i got to know what i re- what i really would like to do as a profession etc etc Uh, and finally uh, you know came to came to the answer so yeah uh, once i realized once i decided this is what i want to do at least for the next 5 years 5 to 5 7 10 years etc like for the, this thing of my life i really want to be dedicating myself to a startup um, you know that's that's how this started wow this is this is such an amazing story of like you know getting to yourself uh, amazing like uh, really good to hear that uh like and uh, but like coming to the next question uh like a lot of listeners you know uh, like who, who are pursuing entrepreneurship or you want to like who want to become entrepreneurs so what uh, message do you have for them or uh, you know either in terms of like some some books you want them to read or uh, you know like how how can one enter into the field of entrepreneurship and uh, like you know think about ideas and so on okay um all right i i i really think that entrepreneurship is a great equalizer um because you don't need to read books uh, for it um, oh. or you don't need to uh, you know like all right if you want to be a doctor you have to um you have to um, get a degree uh, if you want to be a lawyer you have to get a, a degree right uh, when it comes to entrepreneurship it is as good as you are for that particular field which means that uh, which means that the more you study about your industry where you are in or or like for the or, or you talk the more you talk to users the more you research about a product um, the better you get you don't need a degree you don't need to read one particular thing that will suddenly help you um, in entrepreneurship so as cliche as it may sound i really think that there is no one book that will um, that really helps you um you know um uh, become like suddenly become great at great at entrepreneurship um and i feel like i feel like the best way to do it is is to just do it like you know it's it's i don't wait for inspiration don't wait for like don't wait for a motivational quote on something which is going to change your life uh just get started man just get started um having said that if if there is one book which i personally liked a lot um um and i connected to a lot uh, not not i i i can't say connected but i really liked a lot is is elon musk's book um like ashley vance's book on elon musk uh, simply because i really admire two things um in that the one thing is that his the his whole entire first principles thinking approach in sense that a lot of people say that his first principles thinking approach is great but when you actually read ashley vance's book on elon musk you realize how how deep that means what like the depth of that statement is insane in the sense that um, you know his methodology of working it's insane so that's one and two is how he has this innate ability to 
um, you know, uh, get things done. You know, he thinks of something and he gets things done. Like it's in, like I would, I cannot think of any other person apart from him uh, who has this crazy ability. I mean, probably Jeff Bezos, uh, but but very few people have this ability to just get things done. You know, um, and and part it's it's part of the attribute to that goes to his ability to find the right people for the right thing. Uh, he has this he has this crazy way to just attract the right kind of talent. Um, you know, I mean, yeah, he, I, he doesn't I, believe in college degrees, right? Yeah, exactly. He doesn't. Uh, he doesn't believe in college degrees for sure. Um, and he believes in like doing it rather than you know, if you've done something, that's that's more. If you've been hands-on, then that's the best thing that that there can be. So yeah, I mean, I think that's one book which I really like. Uh, but yeah, I, I want to re-emphasize on the fact that there is no one book or there is no one thing which is going to change. So yeah, sure, absolutely, okay. Okay, so this this would be the last question. Okay, uh, to this I would want to ask you that, uh, like you told, in the next five to seven years, you want to dedicate yourself to a startup. So you know, where do you picture yourself in this five to seven years? Probably you want to, you know, like even if the startup does well, and then you want to hand it over to someone and do something else because because you know, like we will have a lot of thoughts in our minds to do so many things and. Or do you want to like, you know, if, if it hits right, hits the dart, then you want to grow it even bigger. And that would be my question. question. And uh, while you end it, uh, it's just a small request. If you could do that non-instrumental, you know, playing for us uh, towards the end of the podcast. Uh, okay. So coming to your first one <laughs> is uh, like, all right, so, I, so your question is why would I, why would I think about the five, seven plan, five, seven year plan is what you're saying. Uh, I mean, to be honest, I mean, very, very, very frankly, I don't have like a fixed five, seven year plan. I mean, I, because we don't know how this is going to go, you know, because when we started uh, Spenny, we had no idea we'll get into YC, you know, there is like a lot of things change along the way. Uh, there are too many variables. Uh, so you really can't have all the plans on day one. It's very difficult to have all the plans on day one. Uh, and therefore, I, I don't think that really whatever I'm going to say that you know, I'm going to, uh, I mean, you, I don't think we can have a legit exit, exit plan at this moment because it's too early uh, to say. So um, I'm not sure what's the right way to answer a question. Uh, I, to be honest, I don't know. I don't know um, what, what is beyond five, seven years or um, who knows, maybe we just keep continuing uh, with this and we make it, we grow uh, bigger and bigger and uh, to an extent that, you know, probably I'm spending my next 20, 15 years on, on this thing. I mean, not literally on this thing, but like, you know, as, as variations or extents of this thing, um, or, um, who knows? I mean, we have to be prepared for every eventuality. It may just not work as well. Um, or it may get apart. I don't know. I think that's a very speculative uh, question. And I feel like it's too early for us to take a call on that. Uh, yeah. yeah. Regarding the, the your, your request, <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's great. Except I think the, the problem is I, I would love to do it, but uh, you probably won't get any like uh, like uh, this thing uh, noise. I mean, music out of it right now because we generally need studio mics for that. I mean, if I even if I just do like all the like uh, you know perform the music right now, um, we won't be able to get far. <laughs> uh, and by the way, Zoom just basically Zoom has this ability to like sort of detect noise and remove it. So this, it considers this as noise, 
it doesn't consider this as music so it's just going to uh, remove that noise from the signal so yeah okay uh yeah that, that, uh, but like yeah that, that's true so like first of all i really really like i mean this is the end of the podcast and uh, i would you know really thank you from the bottom of the heart you know for accepting the invitation to be with us here and you know speak a lot speak about your startup your journey your life uh, in bit so i'm really thankful and grateful uh, to you for that uh, i mean i personally love this conversation i got to learn a lot from you and yeah thanks a lot thanks a lot atin no it is uh, naman and thank you so much naman and darshan both of you for uh, you know having me over and um you know at this this stage of our uh, so early stage of our company um i think that's that's great of you um thank you so much i had a great time thanks a lot